This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I am back again this week. I have with me today author Wynne Kelly Charles, who has a fascinating story and is publishing her very, very first book. Wynne, welcome to the show. Well, Wally, let's back up here. I have published eight books. Oh my I gosh. Have eight books underneath my name. <laughs> so, first one, nope, I don't think so. So, just a slight collection, publishing nine books supposedly coming out in December, and I am a journalism student at the Academy of Arts as of today. So for the next two years, I'll be studying journalism. That sounds amazing. So welcome to the show. I'm, I'm so glad to have you. You are publishing your ninth book. What an exciting thing for you. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you became a writer? Sure. I, well, first of all, I have cerebral palsy, and for those of you who don't know what cerebral palsy is, sure, cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen at birth injury, and I had a traumatic birth, and so that's how I acquired cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy affects people differently. It affects me on both sides of my body. I need full assistance in getting dressed, but other than that, I'm independent. How does it, does it have an effect on your writing at all? Yes, because I have to use Siri. Mm. And as people know, Siri is a stream of consciousness thing. So Siri doesn't put commas, period, all that good stuff. So now I have to send it to a ghostwriter slash an editor to make me sound funny. <laughs> I understand that. I appreciate that. How was it writing your first book? Was it something you just had to get used to? I mean, what what inspired you to write a book in the first place? I'm so curious. Well, I had a two stop and smell the roses moment in my life, all before I turned 23 years old. My second one was stop and smell the roses moment, you're losing your biological mom to myelomeningitis slash a brain aneurysm. So while she was in a medically induced coma, I asked her, can I write a book on my life? And she said, yes, as long as you did gracefully, not spill too many family secrets. (laughs) So I basically came up with concepts of I went in the back of a taxi cab as we were going back to the hotel to start grieving my mom's death, thank you very much. And so I gave myself a year to write that book. And within that year, I was able to write I Come and Win. How did it feel to complete that work? It felt amazing because I was given um i was actually given the kind of like a death sentence on this book at at the time i was given the opportunity to do a leadership workshop not necessarily how to deal with your disability on a day to the basis but how 
to be a better person with a disability. And since then, that program has got defunct. I'm so sorry to hear that. But I was given that opportunity, and through that opportunity, I had to write a vision board and present it in front of 11 people. Hmm. And this was about six months after my mom died. So those 11 people thought I was nuts. And I said, I want to go back to school, which I am going back to school for arts and journalism, and I want to write a book. Well, those 11 people thought I was absolutely nuts. But they needed, I needed to go to the insane asylum, and my dad <laughs> needed to go to the asylum, too. And so, and my, uh, yeah, I got backlash on the first book. And so then, within a year, when we did a reunion um, ceremony of that Taking Charge Leadership Workshop, I was able to say I accomplished my big goal, my big goals now at the editors, and people were shocked. Those 11 people who looked at me like I was nuts five months after my mom died were shocked that I had this goal. I did it. did it all with theory. I still have the original man, your script. And for those of you on the PC side, you're thinking, oh, great. Now I need to get an iPhone. <laughs> you have Dragon Naturally Speaking. We have Dragon Naturally Speaking, too. But with the problem with Dragon Naturally Speaking is that you have to train her over and over again, and with the quick brown funk jumped over lazy dog, the typical sentence, you have to train Dragon naturally speaking. Well, with uh -huh. Siri, she works right out of box, even though Siri can only dictate 45 minutes at a time. And with each iOS update, Siri gets better and better and better and better and better from writing I come a win to what I'm working on now, which is the teacher's temple. And my latest book, The Mosaic of CD, the accompaniment to I Come a Win, Siri is getting stronger with each iOS update. That's fascinating. I, I come from a technology background, and I'm very interested in accessibility and in tools that help us write and become the writers that we've always dreamed of being. I absolutely, I love that. I'm so curious. You talked a little bit about, you know, accomplishing that goal. You you wrote that book in a very short amount of time. How did you do it? How did you stay focused? And were there times that you wanted to give up? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> By the time it got to chapter 10, I'm like, oh, I'm about to sort this man in your script. I'm about to sort this book against the wall. I'm about to sort my iPhone <laughs> against the wall because at the time, my laptop, my iPad didn't have Siri. So I was doing it um, just like we're doing this interview. I have an iPhone 7 and we're doing this interview via Skype. So I was about to swim on my iPhone against the wall. <laughs> and so, yes, yes, I wanted to give up. But yes, I know that I knew I needed to get this out there because I knew my not only 
my family would be proud of me. And weird, I'm doing this career for people that can't speak literally, for people that have disabilities and can't speak and use assistive technology to speak and won't ever be able to write a book in their lives. Oh, I love that. What? Oh, my gosh. That's so beautiful. One of the other things um, you mentioned, you know, in, in talking to these 11 people who said, oh, you're crazy, you can't do this. I mean, what do you do when you get negative backlash? This is something that writers deal with a lot, critics and negative backlash. How do you deal with that? I just, I just fudge right along. I beat to a different drum. I, I have been told over the years, well, first of all, I was born in 87, and in the 50s, the... 60s to 70s, the end of the 80s, doctors were telling these parents with kids with cerebral palsy, as I said, cerebral palsy is a birth injury at birth, they were telling these parents to sick them, um, sick their kids in their home. Mm. These parents, these kids would never function. And they're still a little bit telling them that. But my mom and dad said, no way, no how, no Good. way, no how. We'll accept this child the way she is, give her the love, give her the medical treatment she needs. I mean, over the years, they spent thousands and thousands of dollars on my medical treatment. And now it's gotten to the point when we're not spending thousands anymore. But over the years, it's like driving back and forth to the hospital, listening to audio book tapes, trying to keep ourselves sane for the next surgery. So I think with love and compassion, you can just live the dreams you want. And that's why I'm on the track of journalism. I love that you're on the track for journalism. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to covering as a journalist? Oh, just... Is there anything I'm looking forward to? Just helping the disabled. Just helping teach diversity. And I'm looking forward to um, covering New York Fashion Week, too, and San Francisco Fashion Week. Because, as I said, I'm going to the Academy of Awards. So maybe they'll hire a diversity journalist. I don't know. I don't know where this career is going to lead me. But the reason why I'm getting this degree right now is because I want to help my, not only strengthen my writing, but help my poor editors. And <laughs> help my poor ghost writers out because I, I hand them this mess and then they seem to make it pretty. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. One, those are wonderful people to have on your team. Those those silent editors and ghostwriters in the background yes. who help you. <laughs> yes, help, help me make make my life less of a mess in my writing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Those people. They are wonderful people. So, what is your favorite thing about writing? I consider myself a fictional novelist and I just came up with this the other day because I know a lot of people will be asking me this now that I'm on a track to journalism. Um, I consider myself a fictional novelist with a huge emphasis of teaching about disabilities, disabilities in general, not only CP. I mean, I have characters in my books that are paralyzed. I have 
characters in my books that go through the same struggles I do. I mean, my alter ego in The View From My Hills, um, which is my first book in a 10-book novel series, which I'm slowly but truly writing, has cerebral palsy, but it's less cerebral palsy. It's less severe than me. Mm. So she can walk, she can talk, she can bounce around and hold the hold the stone to make joy and her BFF is also my BFF and she has cerebral palsy. You can quickly discover who is who in each character. And so that's why I want to do this. I want to write full time and make many of my books for the disabled. So if, if people are reading your works, what's the biggest lesson that you want them to take away? Just be kind to the disabled because the reason why I get so passionate about it because people don't think that the disabled have lights on in their brains. That's awful. I'm gosh, I, I want to like apologize for every every mean person out there, but that's maybe not very very realistic, but it, it hurts my heart to know that people um, people are not kind. So I, I love that you are teaching this message to people through your work. Um, do you have a, a mentor that you look up to or someone that sort of helped you learn these lessons along the way? No, no, because I've always been self-taught. Hmm. This is the first time I'll be getting a traditional career. This wow. is the first time I'll be getting a traditional career. I've been self-taught since I was 23 years old. Wow. And so then I looked down, applied, and got in, and I'm like, look, this is this is time for me to get a professional career in journalism. And I used to be in education. As a matter of fact, I'm still in education, and I will be teaching a diversity class to writing, hopefully, uh, English electives at my school where I work. Cool. And, but I will be leaving the education field because it's way on, way on, way. I'm the only one teaching diversity. And I'm certainly the only one with a disability, and it's not good. Um, I'm leaving the education field. As, as many of your listeners know who are in education, they know teachers don't make enough money. Mm-mm. And so why not do something you enjoy and why not do something you love while teaching diversity? I love it. That, yes, yes. Why not, why not make money doing something you love, helping other people be kind and understand and teach diversity along the way? That is... Yeah. That is absolutely correct. I would like to ask if you have any writing advice. So I think people are going to be very impressed when they see how many books you've written. And maybe there's people out there who don't have the courage to start their book. What advice would you give them? Contact me and I'll help you. Also, use the Pomodoro method, which means 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. I'll set up a Pomodoro Domo method for you guys. Just Google the Pomodoro method, and then what I typically do is I have a 12-point inch iPad, 
12.9 inch iPad, which I um, work on. That's my writing iPad. It's not my texting iPad. It's <laughs> not my looking on Facebook iPad. Yes. It's my writing iPad. My laptop is for school. I do not have the app for school on my iPad. I did that on purpose. I have the i um, iPhone app for my school on my iPhone, and I have a laptop. My laptop is for school. My writing is primarily on my iPad, and then I use, I set a timer, 20 minutes, and just work for 20 minutes, dictate to Siri for 20 minutes, and that's how I eventually got my work done. But if you're not consistent at it, no help. No soup for you. No help. <laughs> no soup for you. I can't help you. No <laughs> soup for you. And unless you're consistent and I put it on my schedule. Mm-hmm. As Tuesdays and Thursdays, I, um, I make it my writing. After this interview, I'm going to eat lunch. And then I am going to do another podcast interview I have. Actually, I have a podcast of my own. Cool. Wisdom. And then I am getting back. I'm finishing up my homework. And then I'm solidly jumping on the iPad and writing away. I love it. I love it. I also love that you mentioned the Pomodoro method. I recently started using that myself. So that 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, it works. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure that I mention that and link to that in the show notes for today's episode. Otherwise, uh, when if people want to connect with you online, if they want to buy your books, where do they find you and where do they go? All on Amazon. My books are on Amazon. Start with I comma win. Go down a rabbit hole from there. <laughs> please, 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 please. For any independent published author, please leave a review because I'm trying to to make it to the New York Times bestseller list with all my work. I um, haven't accomplished that dream yet, but I'm planning on it. And so I'll keep you guys updated. I'll keep Sarah updated too. And so please, 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 please leave honest review on any book you read who's independently published because all that does is help with algorithm. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Those reviews are critical for the algorithm. So yes, if you purchase Wynn's books, please do rate and review them on Amazon. I'll make sure that I link to those in the show notes for today's episode. Oh my gosh, Wynn, I love talking with you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this so much. You are driven. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're just wonderful. Yeah, driven. Wonderful. And people can find me on Twitter under Win W-I-N, Kelly, K-E-L-O-I, Charles, C-H-A-R-L-A-S. And Sarah, I recommend you follow me on Twitter so we can keep each other updated. And I'm welcoming all the Mighty Now tribe on my podcast. Wonderful. I'll make sure that I link to your podcast as well. And I will go and follow you on Twitter right away. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time today, you guys. And I hope you gained some inspiration from Sarah and myself. 
I'm a big, huge fan girl of Sarah's, and of course, you guys know where to find me. Wonderful. When you have an amazing day, thank you so much for your time, and thank, thank you, you for blessing us today. Thank you.